Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Hey guys, what can I get for ya? Uh, I'd like to get a large half-calf scalded almond milk latte, four pumps vanilla, one pump cinnamon with an extra half shot, sweetened with agave nectar at 167 degrees with room for cream. Vendlab. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vent Lab Podcast. My name's Nathan. This is Rebecca. I love how you always remember my order. Yeah, well, I have it on recording now, so <laughs> I don't have to remember it anymore. Rebecca, my favorite coffee shop reopened this week. Are you serious? Well, actually, it was last. Well, it did was it, over the weekend. Did it close yeah. because of the pandemic? Um, no, okay. actually, they closed to move locations because their previous location got bought by a gas station. Uh, and so their landlord renter guy said, hey, uh, you're going to move. And so they said... So it was uh, just like a little temporary closing while they changed locations? Yeah, like three months. Three months to go from being totally set up and operating to renovating a whole new building and getting set up there. Not a bad turnaround. That's good. How long have you had to go without your favorite coffee shop? Three months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a long time. Favorite coffee shop, of course, is 133 in Baldwin City, of Kansas. Of course. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, it could be. But it could be, you know, you know, if they wanted to. 816-787-1511 is our number. <laughs> Ventlabpodcast at gmail.com is our uh, business email. Reach out. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a, it's the coffee shop that I previously worked at. Best friend owns it. One of my best friends owns it. Anyway, I really like coffee. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they have like some of the best coffee. They do. It's messenger coffee. It's messenger right? coffee from Kansas City. Buy local, sell local. Okay, so we know what you did this weekend. I I drank a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. And and uh. Pooped a lot, too. That's what happens, I hear, when you drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Didn't sleep a lot, though. I don't know if those are correlated or not. I don't know. That'd be strange. Yeah. Yeah. My sleeping schedule, Rebecca, I tell you what, my sleeping schedule is so jacked up right now. Because of COVID? I guess. Yeah. I I mean, I guess it's from that because you've been off work for so long. You've been staying up all night playing video games, and now your sleep's all thrown off. Yeah, but... uh, I'm I'm I'll even go to bed at like nine or ten and still wake up at like one AM one PM. Mm-hmm. But I can't ever fall asleep very easily. It feels like I have insomnia because I if I do stay up to like three AM, I'll be so tired and I'll go and lay in bed and my brain is just still firing on all cylinders, thinking of all these stupid ideas and like running through scenarios and situations and I can't fall asleep. And then every once in a while, it reminds me, you're still awake, buddy. (laughs) Yes, I know. I get that. I was going to say that this is like one of the side effects of COVID is that, you know, you're just, you're really tired for a long time afterwards. It takes a while for you to recover. However, this has been an ongoing issue with you for a long time. That's true. Is it worse now? Um, I would say... It's like a reoccurring problem because for a long time, like over the summer, I was having a really hard time sleeping, Mm -hmm. non-COVID related, and I started taking like melatonin and that seemed to really help because I I would like wake up and stuff in the middle of the night. So melatonin basically just, once you fall asleep, it helps you stay asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It doesn't help you fall asleep though. But anyway, so that helped and I'm still taking melatonin. I haven't upped my dosage or anything, but- I don't know. Maybe I should. I, I think what what really jacked me up was that I started taking NyQuil whenever I was like in the depths of COVID. Oh, and that totally knocked you out. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just spoiled. You know, maybe I, I just got so used to to taking that stuff and then immediately You become crashing. dependent on a sleep aid. Yeah. And now I'm tempted. I'm not even like sick, but I'm I'm tempted every night to just... I'll just take a, a shot of NyQuil, you know, a little nightcap. My daughter takes Benadryl to make herself go to sleep from time to time. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that healthy, like, for okay. your brain? Okay, so on the Benadryl bottle, it says not to use it as a sleep aid. 
But then there's another sleep aid that has the exact same ingredients as Benadryl. Like Benadryl is a sleep aid. I think they just say that because they don't want parents to put their kids to sleep with Benadryl. Right. Um, But yeah, she uses that. But it's never good to like... Become dependent. De- yeah, become dependent. You've got to you got to figure out like what what's the deeper issue here, the whole like your mind spinning and like you can't stop thinking about stuff. I totally, totally know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And like, I like play game with myself when I'm doing that. Like, okay, you've got to reset your brain. Like, I literally have to get up out of bed and like go to the kitchen and get a drink of water and like I walk around the house all creepily and like stare out the windows. in the middle of the night and then like i go back to bed but like i literally have to reset my brain because if i lay there my mind will not stop fixating on whatever it is yeah yeah that i might have to try that my my (laughs) go-to is usually i i think about stuff and then i will just get so tired of having this idea stick in my head that i'll just pull out my phone and i'll start googling it i've done so much research on (laughs) microphone equipment and like all this different stuff, I started watching uh, a YouTuber that like reviews mics and stuff. I used to watch them all the time, but I kind of stopped because I had all the mic equipment I needed. Yeah. I Are you really it. interested in mics or something? Is that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bro, it's it's not and it's not good for my wallet either. I already ordered one thing. What did you order? A Go XLR Mini. I'm so excited, Wait. but they won't be in stock till middle what? of March. But I went ahead and ordered it anyway. A Go XLR Mini. What is that? It's like a Go XLR, but like the mini version. Okay, thank you. It is. It's essentially a mixer. It's only four pots. Uh huh. Um, is this for home? This is for home. This is this is for should I ever decide to start streaming from home? Video games and or anything. Uh huh. Um, and this is also um, so that I can use it to voice track and, and work from home uh-huh, because you voice tracked from home this weekend but you had to come to my house to do it yeah i i uh which was, is better right well it, i mean i mean it's an hour drive but like you got to watch the football game with me sure yeah no that which, was a that good was experience. an excellent game it was a good game yeah and because i was already near a studio i could go up watch the game go down and talk about the game that i just watched <laughs> It was actually, it was very convenient. <laughs> it's a good experience. Yeah. But uh, it would be more convenient if you had your own stuff like right there to record Right, if breaks. I could just throughout the week even, um, you know, something comes up, oh, I'm going to go record a break about that. And you just load it up because it's all over the internet. I could just load up the, the internet app for our system and boom, bang, pow, record a few breaks. Like super easy. I don't know why radio people have been working from home for longer. I am so amazed by what's happened in the pandemic and how we're able to like what we're able to do from home, because all of us at like KMBZ, except for our producers and a couple of the show hosts, all of us are working from home, which is a pretty decent sized staff. Uh And we've all figured it out. And now we're looking at like, hey, uh, we may never have to go back. And I think that's the way a lot of jobs are going. And it makes me excited because I could literally live anywhere. <laughs> I can travel anywhere and I can still keep this job if I want it. Yeah. Like, I feel like like I'm so limitless and like what I can do. Like, I'm going to Hawaii in eight days. I'm also taking my laptop and a USB mic just in case something happens and we get quarantined in Hawaii. And I have to host from there, which is completely possible. Yeah, it's totally like, possible. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it, it's one of those things that in the back of everybody's mind, I think everybody knew it was possible. It's like a radio person is sick or, or they're out of town or whatever. And it's like, all right, we got to get a, a guest. And there was always that thought of like, well, they could just do it from home. It's like, no, 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 they can't. They can't do it from home. It'll just be easier to but get a But it was with. like, it's so much work to figure it out. Yeah, but a lot of radio people have it figured out. Like, for instance, us, uh-huh. Brady Goodman, Shotgun Jackson, Will Starrett. Uh-huh. All these people have setups at their home that 
now they're being used. Yes, but we had to figure out how we could all work together and do that. Yeah, the uh, the workflow. Yeah, the workflow. That was the difficult thing to overcome. The other concern I had was if we hire somebody new and that person is working from home, how do we train that person? And I thought that's going to be next to impossible to teach somebody new to do what we do mm-hmm. from their from their home. But guess what? Did you hire somebody? We did it. Hey. We did it. So KMBZ hired Amy Anderson, formerly of Five, KCTV Five News, I believe. Um, she is the new morning show host with Will Starrett. But she got all this equipment from the radio station. She's a TV person. She gets all this equipment from the radio station and everybody's like trying to tell her like, okay, you're going to need to do this and you're going to do this. Well, this is somebody who has never worked in radio and has a general understanding of like basic technology and knows a lot of information about like TV stuff, but not about radio. Mm -hmm. And so I text or I didn't text her. I sent her an email and said, hey, I just wanted to welcome you to the team. This is my number if you ever need anything. I know a lot about the Roadcaster because that's what she's using is what we use here, the Roadcaster, mm-hmm. which is like run, that, that's our controls. That ro- That's what runs everything yeah. here. Um, and so I said, just reach out if you need anything. So she just like sends me a text and then another one and then another one and another one to the point where it was like, oh my gosh, I know how she's feeling. And like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've no, I'm, I'm 41 years old. Woo! I did not grow up on computers. I did not have a computer until I was in high school. And we didn't even have, like, we had dial-up internet. It wasn't like we have, like, the internet today. And so, like, and then I was a stay-at-home mom for a really long time. So when I went back to school, like, the crash course in learning technology was a little intimidating. But when I was learning that technology, I was learning it in radio And I was like learning how to do like the audio editing and all of Mm -hmm. that stuff. But I knew the feeling of like not feeling as adequate, like not feeling like you know what you're doing and the overwhelming feeling of trying to figure it out and feeling so stupid and like having to ask people questions. The one person I had was you, Nathan. Like when I was going through all of that and like trying to figure everything out, I had that trusted person that wasn't going to judge me that like could show me how to do everything. And like, no matter how dumb it seemed, I could go and ask you the question and I knew you were going to help me figure it out. And I was like, I'm going to be that person. Like, I want to be that person for Amy. And so when she couldn't figure something out, I was like, hey, I've got some time this afternoon. I'm coming over to your house. And I went over there and I set her up like I got everything put together like everything that I would have dreamed somebody would have done for me Mm -hmm. where you can just sit there and you're it's basically like press play now and I got to do that this week and I don't know why but it's like the best feeling for me to be able to help somebody like she has been so just grateful for everything I've been able to do to help her but like I am so thankful that I got the opportunity like I knew something and I got to like help them. And now I know how you feel when you <laughs> like I got to be Nathan to Amy. And right. it was so awesome. Just wait till she figures out that you're actually just Googling all the questions you <laughs> okay. ask her. Yes. Um, and I it took me a while to figure out that you were doing that. <laughs> that you were just like watching YouTube videos. So like she had <laughs> a serious issue with her audio yesterday. Like this audio was damaged. Like it was it was barely I I questioned whether it was going to be able to be saved. It was recorded at a really low rate. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the details of it. A lot of background fuzz. Mm -hmm. It was bad. And I did surgery on that audio, but I watched a YouTube video. It only took one YouTube video, and I was able to rescue it. That's how you know (laughs) that you are like a professional, is whenever it only takes one YouTube video. Uh huh. And and through this entire process of helping Amy get all this stuff figured out, I have reached out to you a couple times. Um, but I do know that if you don't know, you're just going to go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I try to go to YouTube first. But if I can't figure it out, then or if I know it's going to be something quick, that's just your general knowledge. 
I'm going to send you a message. But anyway, as a team, we were able to get it figured out. But it, it concluded for me, we can hire somebody during a pandemic when we're all working from home and get it figured out. Yeah. Like I went over to her house with a mask on. She had a mask on. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the other thing that happened. So Sam Stevie, he's the producer for Dana and Park's show. He asked me to do an interview for him that day, which I'm always like, yeah, no problem. Because when he's producing, he can't do the phone interviews. And so it's almost daily that I do this for him. This one was later in the afternoon at like 3.30. Well, lately I've been doing an earlier work shift. And so like after 2.30, sometimes I kind of check out. Like I can work on my story later that night if I want to. But after I'm done anchoring, I check out for the day. So it was after 2.30 and Amy needed that help. And I was like, yeah, I'll come over to your house. So I just left my house. I get to her house and I'm sitting in the car and like some number calls from LA. And I'm like what scam is this? So I just ignore it. And then I get a text message that's cool. like, hey, Rebecca, we're ready for the interview. Call me as soon as you're ready. And like the sweat, Whoa. like the panic. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I told Sam I would do this interview. And now I'm at this person's house to help them set up their equipment. So I like went in their house and I told her like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be doing this interview for Sam. And I totally spaced it. And she's like, well, you could do it here. And I'm like, you're right. I can't <laughs> do it here. But she didn't have everything set up. And so I like quickly, like just put it together like the best I could and did the interview real quick. It was, it was okay. It was fine. Got it uploaded for Sam. But then Sam like texted me. He's like, how's my interview going? I'm like, oh, well, it's wonderful. Perfect. <sighs> I'm Never just been better. I was able to get it done. But yeah, that was a major panic moment. I think the first time that I have ever forgotten to do an interview, like just left the house and and completely forgot about it. Mm. I think there was one other time I forgot, but I was sitting at home in front of my desk and they called and I was like, answered the phone. They're like, hey, is there now's a good time? You ready for that interview? And I'm like, yup, <laughs> you know, push play, ready to go. But I, th I think, I think that's one of my favorite things about radio is those moments where your back is up against the wall uh -huh. and you're just like scrambling to make it work. Uh-huh. Most, or at least a lot of those uh, situations come from negligence. <laughs> so I have those situations a lot in my radio career. And it's always stressful in the middle of it, but uh -huh. there's something about once you get through it that you're like, I did that. I survived Heck that. I yeah. figured that out. Back up against the wall. Still came out on top. See, I don't find a lot of joy in those moments. Like I, you know that I'm a planner. Mm -hmm. And if things don't go. Hey, if things don't go as planned, it really stresses me out. And I hate that. Like, I wish I was more of a like fly by the seat of my pants kind of a person. Mm -hmm. But man, I really like to be in control and know that things are going to go the way they're supposed to go. I like to, to be able to read that things are on track. Yeah. And as soon as I see it going off track, I, I like to be, you know, I'll, I'll get that set back on track. But if it's off track and then I'm trying to, to make it up as I go, oh, that is the worst. <laughs> it's so exciting. It's a thrill. I feel like we're talking about radio a lot right now, and I hope it's not incredibly boring. But there's one more story I'm going to tell should about, we? like, the whole, like, should we what? Should we have just started a radio podcast? <laughs> it's possible. It's, maybe the that's... The radio <laughs> lab is... I feel like that's a maybe thing Maybe that's already. what our podcast is already. Uh, the worst thing that happened, which gave me nightmares, I still have nightmares about this, is when I would be doing the news live on air, my teleprompter from time to time would just go out. Like my teleprompter that has all of my news script on it. Mm -hmm, we I don't remember. we don't just memorize these scripts in case anybody was thinking we memorize them. We don't memorize them. They're, they're just words in front of us. And then we have audio that we're supposed to play that's in our prompter. And, and every once in a while, the screen would just go black. And then you just have to ad lib and figure something out. And those moments happened to me more than I'd like to. I mean, they happened a lot. 
we had a we had a we had a faulty computer for a while it got replaced <laughs> but like it just gave me nightmares and that was like two years ago and to this day that is my most frequent work stress nightmare mm-hmm. is that teleprompter going out and me having to figure out on the fly what to do yeah stuff stuff like that is is frustrating especially whenever it's Terrifying. something that shouldn't uh-huh. happen i like like there's a there's stuff that it's it's something that nobody could help and you're like all right this is the situation let's get through it we've got 5 minutes till we're on air stuff like that that's a lot better than uh, our computer doesn't work and sometimes <laughs> shuts off while we're live. That, yeah, no, I understand. I think my typical go-to when that happened was something along the lines of, um, we're experiencing technical difficulties, but we'll have the news for you right after this commercial break. Mm. <laughs> and then um, Rod was my producer at the time, and so he would go to commercial quickly. Rod was really, he's he was really good. He knew what to do quickly. Yeah. Like, that was never a stress for him. He could, he could move stuff around like nobody's business. And so he would get the commercials moved around to where they needed to be, and I would run into the main studio where the hosts were and, like, yelling at them, get out of your chair. Like, I am coming for your chair, move, and, like, try to open everything up. And most of the time, I would forget my headphones and, like, get everything opened up and then jump up and run in, grab my headphones, <laughs> run back in there. And then I would have to do the news, like, after that tense moment. So my voice was always, like, a little quivery and I was a little <sighs> short of breath. Yeah. And the controls were opposite what I normally do. So I had to switch hands, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you do things without thinking... And now you have to think about it. It was a lot. So anyway, we're talking about working at home and how awesome that is. <laughs> Rarely have that situation working from home. Isn't that wild? <laughs> the fact that you have less problems now. Yes, it is. Man. Well, that and admittedly, it kind of seems like they're much more understanding whenever you do have a problem and you're mm-hmm. working from home. Like if, if you come across a problem, you're like, hey, I can't do this because of this situation, then most of the time your manager or boss, whomever will be like, all right, well, and then they either take care of it or they ask somebody else to, mm-hmm. to cover for you or whatever. Um, like Sam having you do, do the, the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so I don't know, there's some, some understanding, some leeway with that, but also at the same time, it's just way easier. It's insane. It is. I like working from home. I also, like working around people. I don't think I could work from home forever. Here's here's the situation that would change it. If you and I were hosting a show together, I would want to be in the radio station. Yeah. Hosting it or from here. If we hosted it from here, I'd be okay with that as well. I'd want to be in the same place as you. I wouldn't want oh, to be, be tough. in separate locations. It mm-hmm. would be tough to be in the same place. It would be tough to be in separate <laughs> locations. Like I know people do it and, and I would make that I would make it work if that had to be the situation. But in that situation, I would prefer to be in the same room as you, whether it was at home, one of our homes, or the radio station. I I like working with a small team of people, I've Mm -hmm. discovered. Yeah. No more than 10, maybe like six. That's a lot for radio. Yeah, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking like like what you have in the newsroom. Mm Mm-hmm. How many how many news reporters are there? Four. Is there really only four? I think off the top of my head. Let's see. We have Mark, Brian, Sam, me. Who else? Who am I missing? Um, I don't know. But you also have Dan and Will. Okay, Will is a host. And and Dan doesn't really do anything. Dan Dan does um, nothing. At social all. media. I don't work with Dan. I can anyway. Uh, Dan does social media and fills in all other places he's asked to when he's available. What? All right. We we won't, I I understand that. All right. Uh, so anyway, they're also in the morning meeting along with Alan. Mm-hmm. And so there's a solid amount of people. That's uh, if I think about the Brady Bunch squares. See, that's that's what I'm just going to say eight off the top of my head. Uh, like if there is a group, a conglomerate, a, a small conglomerate uh-huh. of people that who who have like a morning meeting and then disperse and everybody does their job. Uh huh. 
Oh, that's beautiful. That to me is beautiful. Like what we did in our college radio. I was just thinking that at ECAB radio. Oh my gosh, that was just like the best because, Mm -hmm. okay, one, most of us were friends. And then Nathan and I ran the station. I was station manager. He was assistant to the station manager. We would meet and come up with like these ideas and then we would bring them to the table of our entire group, which there was like 10 of us. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Maybe 10. I think there may have been eight. And we would throw out ideas in the morning meeting and they would just snowball into like mm-hmm. something fantastic. Great ideas. Yes. And then after the meeting was over, everybody would go and do their jobs. They'd yeah. go do their radio show and then we'd work out like, okay, here's what's going to happen with these ideas we came mm-hmm. up with. I, I, one of my favorite Gosh, things amazing. about those morning meetings and the ideas that were snowballing was it wasn't just like people pitching ideas, but it was like people pitching ideas and then somebody else going, oh, actually, I know how to do that. Uh-huh. I, could, I could make the the graphic design for that or whatever. I know how to edit videos. Yeah, we could we could totally do that. We could get the cameras from this place and then and put this commercial together or whatever. Like I'm so glad you reminded me of that because what was great about that is it was people who did the things that they did best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it exactly. wasn't like, oh, you're gonna get assigned this and you're gonna get assigned to this, whether it was something that we did well at or not. It was the people who like really wanted to do something was like, hey, I'm really good at this. I can add this to that project. And then they loved doing it. And you know, when you love doing something, you you go above and beyond to do it. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like work because you're like so excited about doing that. And that's what everybody was doing. And that's why it was so great. Like those were literally the best times. Yeah. Because we were all doing what we loved. Not that we're not doing what we love right now. It's just not quite the same. We have a lot more freedom then. Exactly. And everybody told us like, okay, after this is over, you're just not going to have the freedom that you have here. And I'm like, I know, but I just want to be in like (laughs) real radio. And oh, but we, yeah, those were some good days. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Uh, We're going to move on now? Yeah, I think that's enough radio talk. We for had a our, great transition. Our podcast. From, Did we? Yeah, from talking about like doing what you love, the pizza delivery guy. Oh, wow. I nope, didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was like, are we done talking about radio because this would be a great time to transition to the to the to pizza delivery guy. I agree. Let's transition. Okay. So there was this pizza delivery guy. I don't even remember like what town he was working in. I might be able to tell you. Oh, Tipton, Indiana. Good old Tipton, you know. Okay, so he's been a t- pizza delivery guy for 31 years. What the heck? In the same community. Pizza delivery guy. And so his family and friends were always like encouraging him like, "Hey, you know, you you can do better than being a pizza delivery guy." Like Go find something else to do, something that makes you more money. Deliver sandwiches, you know? (laughs) Deliver drugs. And um, let's see what does his quote was really good. Um, He said, you know, when you're delivering to somebody, you may be the only face they see all day. And he wants to be the one that that puts a smile on their face. Like he says that that was his purpose in life was trying to make people happy. And being like that encouragement for them every day. So after 31 years of this, he became like really well known in the community as the the pizza delivery guy who's always like super happy and encouraging to everybody. But he made a lot of sacrifices to to do that, including like not having a lot of money to be able to have a nice car to deliver pizzas in. And so this one guy had this idea after receiving a pizza from this man um, that he was going to ask other people in the community, like, hey, let's let's try to put our resources together and see if we can surprise him with a car. And so the community responded like above and beyond to take care of this man. I think they raised something like, $19,000. Let's see. In just two days, the people of Tipton donated enough for a a shiny red Chevy Malibu 
including insurance and gas money. Whoa. $19,000 in total. Dang. And then they surprised him with this vehicle. And it really says a lot that the people in the community gathered together and raised $19,000 to give a pizza delivery guy. Like the fact that he took his job so seriously as like his purpose, he was that much of an encouragement to other people. Like this is exactly what we were talking about with like when you're doing what you love, you'll go above and beyond to do it because it feeds you. Like mm-hmm. if if he feels like delivering pizza is his purpose because he can bring joy to each individual person that he goes to and that's feeding him, then that's worth more money than than you can ever get in any other job. Like I think that is so cool. Such an he made such an impact that these people got him a car. The end of this article says this week we got a new president, but Peters proves the most important job in America, the only one that you know can make the world a better place is yours. <gasps> huh. Isn't that cool? It's a pretty cool story. Um, so more of the story, guys. If this podcast means a lot to you, the best <laughs> way to show it no. um, will be no. to donate but or it, subscribe to our patron, and eventually we oh too can buy Gosh, car. No, it all goes full circle because I was talking about like helping Amy this week. And she was so grateful for me helping her, but it fed me more than anything because I was able to like offer a solution, like something that I could relate to and something that personally, like this was simple for me, but like it, it, it made me so happy that I was able to help and it made her happy that her um, time was less stressful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had something to add, and it just uh, it just left my <laughs> mind. So that's cool. So that whole like doing your job to make the world a better place, like right. like taking like do your part, mm-hmm. do your part, make the world a better place. We um, have a Discord. You can find that Discord if you know what Discord is on our Facebook page, and I, I posted that up there today because it's like it's like a group chat, and yeah. like I mean we we're getting to know our listeners. Like where we could just hang out with them and like pepperoni. I don't know what pepperoni's real name is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. But like when I see pepperoni's name, like I know pepperoni hey. and I'm like, hey, there's pepperoni. Like I know pepperoni will always reply and I'm excited to hear from pepperoni. So if you know what discord is and you want to be a part of our discord, join it because then we can chat with you. But I was actually going somewhere with that. Um, I, I just asked like how everybody was doing today. Like, I haven't talked on our Discord like all week this week. And so we just started a conversation between a couple of us, Luke and Pepperoni. And Luke was talking about how he loves winter. And I'm like, what in the world do you love about winter? And he was like, well, I don't really know. But I guess I like the cold. And he was saying like, you know, it's nice to not be like all sweaty and And Pepperoni said something like, well, you must work inside. And he's like, no, actually, I work outdoors. I spray roofs off. At night. At night. And I'm like, that sounds like the worst possible scenario. And he talks about like how he's like soaking wet by the end of it. And he's freezing. But like listening to our podcast on the way home warms him up, which, Luke, I really appreciate that plug right there. That was awesome. But like he has such a positive attitude about it of like, you know, I just enjoy not sweating. And he's like, you know, yeah, I've got different things about every season that I really like. I just, you know, I like to to pick different things out that are pluses. And I'm like, that is such a positive attitude. I appreciate his uh, one of the positives he mentioned about the cold weather is that there's no spiders. I completely agree with that. He emphasized that. Yeah. He's like, that's the main positive thing. No spiders outside. I approve of that one entirely. I hate the cold, but I love the lack of spiders and other bugs. Yeah. Sure. You know, mosquitoes. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I leave for Hawaii in eight days. Okay. Well, brag, subtle brag. If I don't get coronavirus, which I have never been so nervous that I'm going to get sick before in my entire life. I think part of the excitement of getting ready to go on a trip is like 
the tension of whether we're going to actually get to go or not. <laughs> like we've had so many like close exposures to somebody like in the last couple weeks. And if we get it at this point, we're not going to Hawaii. Like it's definitely going to have to be moved. But none of us have gotten COVID that we know of. And we are eight days out and we have to make it. But Grace, my daughter this morning, found this video of spiders in Hawaii. And I I went to Hawaii 10 years ago. And I was thinking last night, like, are there dangerous animals in Hawaii besides like in the ocean? Like what's what's in in like the trees and stuff? Like if we're going hiking in the woods, <laughs> what's in the trees? Like, and stuff? like what kind of animals are there in Hawaii that we need to look out for? Like I'm familiar with what's dangerous around here where I live, but what's dangerous there? And my daughter found like all these videos of these massive spiders in Hawaii. No, please, no, I was like, no, oh my no, gosh! Like no. it's not making me any less excited to go to Hawaii, but it's definitely making me think like. Hey, we're going to have to watch out for that. So now I'm like, but are there like, are there like wild animals? Like, like there's a hogs, right? Boars, wild boars. Yes. I think that's a thing. I'm not scared of no pig, but there's not like tigers or anything in Hawaii. No, if there was, there wouldn't be any boars. That's true. Yeah. Though there's boars in Africa and there's also lions and tigers. But they're not in the same place. Yeah, they are. They go to the watering hole. Not at the same time, though. No, they do take turns, except for in Lion King, they did all go to the water hole at the right. same time. It's because they're part of the circle of life. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's a good point. I hadn't considered that about tropical areas. Mm-hmm. Spiders. Let's look that up. No, I'm not. Are not you the kidding spiders. What? what other dangerous an, what dangerous animals are in Hawaii? All right, give us a second while we Google <laughs> dangerous animals. You know who's gonna tell me what dangerous animals are in Hawaii after this podcast? Yes, I do. John Rolla. <laughs> John is like our favorite texter on every pad- podcast. You can just guarantee. John is going to text us afterwards and give us all the details. And we need to have him on sometime. For those of you who are listening and have no idea who I'm talking about, he is one of our fellow listeners and has a story for everything. This guy has literally been everywhere, done everything, has a friend or a family member who knows somebody or has experienced something like Literally, this guy is a wealth of information. I I don't know how, but I'm sure he will text us and let us know. <laughs> okay, so just poisonous animals in Hawaii. That's it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. D- that's just what I'm Wait, right now. okay, so there's poisonous animals. Like, what kind of poisonous animals? The giant centipede, the deadly snail. What? Uh, the red velvet ant, a.k.a. cow killer. The tiger shark. Okay, that's not poisonous. What's in the water? Uh, maybe a tiger shark is poisonous. I don't know. The yellow-bellied sea snail. Okay. A yellow-bellied sea snail. Like, I understand Black that there's widows? danger in the water. It's not stopping me from going in the water, but I do understand there's danger in the water. But when I'm hiking to the waterfall, I need to know what I need to keep an eye out for. These giant centipedes are ginormous. So I understand the name now. I'll see them coming. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll hear them running with their thousands. Right, yeah. Feet. Is that a stampede? <laughs> no, it's a single giant centipede. Uh, let's see here. The blind snake. I don't know if that's poisonous. This is a spider. But he probably uh, can't uh, see us. Oh, all right. no. Sorry. There's, there's a few spiders there. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to stick around. The box jellyfish. That's in the water. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, it matters. Ooh, the trumpet of death. That's a That's a flower. That's a flower? Yeah. So I should not pick the trump. Let me see what the trumpet of death looks like. It, it looks like a, well, it looks pretty. It looks like a flower. It totally Every part, looks like something I would pick. What happens if I pick the trumpet of death? These plants contain tropane alkaloids, similar to those found in the infamous deadly nightshade. All right. Uh, every part of the plant is very poisonous from the leaves to the flowers to the seeds and roots. The toxin can be released just by touching or brushing up against the plant and is delivered by absorption through open membranes, which include the nose, mouth, and the eyes. So avoid these as if you avoid everybody in Target who has COVID. <laughs> this uh, 
In this sense, the plant is not venomous, but truly poisonous as the toxin is not injected in any way. That's the difference between venom and poison. That's why you don't have poisonous snakes. You have uh, venomous snakes and such things. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, a really big centipede, a couple of snakes, a couple of spiders. Nothing crazy. And boars. And boars, which this doesn't even mention the boars, but let's be real. They're they're dangerous. Which boars were pigs, though. and, and that They were. They're pigs that just are wild. Well, they're also mega aggressive. Yeah. But like you, you've met a, like an, a feral cat before that that was wild and aggressive as well, and you were able to tame it. So there's hope, right? If I yell like "Here, kitty, kitty!" Right. Slowly, yeah. No, totally, absolutely. Just sit with my back turned and let it come to me. That's the way you handle that, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, on that same kind of uh, train of thought, I read a story of a guy who uh, it was a couple really who they went to a shelter. Mm-hmm. and adopted a puppy uh-huh. and they thought it was a husky uh-huh. and after raising it and it was huge uh-huh. and didn't really listen very well and uh, after he took it for a walk he was going for a walk there was a, uh, a, a another dog that was very aggressive oh no tried to <gasps> attack him no his dog went and absolutely shredded no. the thing oh, like like in front of the owner, absolutely. He's taking his dog for a walk. That is horrific. Get this, his dog gets all offend, uh, defensive oh. and shreds the other dog. Anyway, no. so the police come. I'm they take his right now. That's horrible. They come and they take his his dog away, obviously. And then uh, later, he gets a call asking if he knew that he had a like purebred gray wolf as a pet. Oh. my it is like, no, I had no idea. That makes a lot of sense, actually. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah. Okay, speaking of a husky, I have to tell you what happened to me on Friday when I was on my way to Amy's house to help her with, like, the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just driving with two neighborhoods on the side of me, not thinking any wild animal is going to come running out in front of me. And out of the neighborhood, like, I didn't even see it coming. It was just like it was in front of me within, like, a a second. So fast. It was a husky. I don't believe it was a gray wolf. It was a husky. A very beautiful husky. And it ran right in front of my Jeep. Ooh. And there was a lot of cars behind me. I slammed on my brakes and like I thought, like when it was running out in front of me, I thought it's it's going to keep running. So I'm going to slam on my brakes and then I'll, I'll miss it because it's going to be in the other lane. Uh-huh. Thankfully, there was no cars coming the other direction, but it didn't keep running. It took a hard right in front of my Jeep and decided to outrun my Jeep. Like this Husky <laughs> was so confident. He's like, I'm not only going to run in front of this vehicle, I'm going to outrun this vehicle. It's got to get that thrill. So you know? it's just, it's running for its life in front of me. And and it looked like it was having the time of its life. Like it was, its tail was up in the air, just like flipping back and forth. I think it had a smile on its face and it's just running total freedom. And I'm like, I'm driving slow behind it. And I know the cars behind me had to be like, what the heck is this person doing? I'm going like 15 miles an hour, which is pretty fast for a Husky to run, but he was really booking it. 15? Yeah. Nah, that's not fast. Okay, well, it's a dog and he was booking it. Anyway, I don't know. He was running pretty fast. But the other lane of traffic, like traffic was like coming, like cars were coming. And I was so scared that the dog was just going to take a left and then I was going to watch tragedy right in front of my eyes and you know how much i love animals i was like starting to cry thinking oh my god about like what could happen and i'm just the whole time i'm like what do i what do i need to do what do i need to do like to stop this like do i run him off the road like the opposite direction like i wanted to welcome him in my vehicle and then save him but he was he was really moving and eventually he took a right turn back into the neighborhood. Okay, he started to take a right turn and then he decided, now nah, I'm gonna keep running. 
in front of her vehicle. And then he was like, nah, I'll take a right. And then he ran back into the neighborhood and disappeared. I almost killed a husky. Somebody else could have killed it in front of my eyes. It was. Yeah, that would have been really tragic. It was. Yeah. Like, it was really scary. Anyway, I didn't hit it. You didn't. I'm really thankful. That's a good job. Thankful that my son put brakes on my Jeep and they work really good. Yeah. Yeah, Jeeps can be real uh, dangerous whenever they don't have the brakes. Can't believe they sell them like that. What? I don't. I can't believe I'm asking you this question. Maybe I won't ask you this. No, go ahead. I'm. I'm a wealth of information. What animal have you hit before with your car? Oh my gosh! I can't believe you asked like, that question. I've hit a. What's the worst one? The biggest thing I've ever hit was a raccoon. Nope. A possum. Okay, that's not bad. No. That's not bad. I've never hit a deer. I've never hit a dog. I've never hit a cat. I've never hit a, a, a raccoon. I don't think I've ever hit a raccoon. I w- I've been in the car whenever somebody ran over a turtle that was big enough oh, that you could feel it on the... No. Like, you could feel it with your feet going over the dang turtle. Oh, um, that's awful. Yeah. Was it like a the snapping turtle? It probably, yeah, big. it probably was. It was on a gravel road. Um, snakes, I've hit snakes. You go out of the way to hit snakes. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think the biggest thing I've ever hit was an opossum. And it was big enough that it was like, Gah-goo! oh, you know, that feeling. Yeah. You go, well, all right, I hit that. Definitely hit that. I think the only thing that up until the point of the story I'm about to tell, the only thing I had ever hit was a squirrel. I was pretty traumatized by it. (laughs) I felt real bad about hitting a squirrel. And then one day I was driving in Olathe here in Kansas, and I hit a pterodactyl-sized bird. Oh, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Um, Okay, so it was like a massive hawk. It, like... It, it was about the size of a, a dog, not even a small dog, like a black lab. <laughs> like it was a Did you hit an ostrich? Huge bird. It was on the side of the road. It was looking for like a turkey? something dead to eat. No, it was like it was a hawk. Like it was a hawk. You sure it was a hawk and it wasn't one of those uh, scavenger things? Yes, I know the difference. All right. And I saw it very close to my windshield. I got a good look at it. I know what it was. So I'm driving and I see this hawk on the side of the road and I'm like, dang, that is the biggest hawk I have ever seen. And it's in the middle of the road on like the island in the middle of the road. And I was like, that that hawk better not like step into the road. I'm like going 45 miles an hour. And all of a sudden the bird just like as I'm approaching decides to lift off but like doesn't get enough air (laughs) and like its wingspan was like the width of my vehicle. And like, it's, it's over the top of my hood and my windshield hit it. It smacked. Like I closed my eyes. Like it hit so hard. I, I thought my windshield was going to shatter. It hit so hard. It like left meat. (laughs) <laughs> on my windshield. Wait, those are the good ones. Okay, here is the worst part of it. I'm still like, I still go back and totally regret this, but I literally did not know what to do. So it it lived and it like is in the road behind me. I look in my rear, like I slammed on my brakes and I looked in my rear view mirror and it's wingspan, like its wings are out mm-hmm. and it's like, it's knocked cuckoo. And it's like wandering around in the road behind me with its wings full span, like kind of going nuts because it just got hit by a car and all the other traffic behind it had to stop. And I kept driving. Well, yeah. What are you supposed to do? Turn around and finish it off? I didn't know if I was supposed to do something. Like, am I supposed to just stop and call like not animal control? It it had to. I'm not going to call the police, but there had to be some. I mean. It's an injured animal, and it wasn't like I hit a small animal. The thing was in pain. Like, I was so traumatized. So I, like, drive away, and I'm, like, Googling it. Like, is this an endangered species? Is this, like... Am I going to jail? Yeah, well, like, 
you know, I've seen if like people hit a, an, Amer- an American eagle, um, if people hit a bald eagle, mm-hmm. like they can be charged. Like you have to stop and report that. You can't just like leave the scene of that. This definitely was not a bald eagle, but like I had to search it. Like, is this like a rare breed of, uh, you know, like the dog hawk or something like that? Like, I'm sure this, I'm sure this hawk has had a chihuahua or two. Maybe I don't, he was huge. The Nathan, backyard like, bandit. I'm serious. Like, this thing was so big. I thought this has to be like a special breed of something and it's probably protected in some way and rare and nearly extinct, you know descended from the pterodactyl or something and i couldn't find anything to say like i was going to be charged but i was like i literally just i didn't know what to do and i still like i think back to watching that bird just flip around in the road behind me and all the people like stopping and i'm just like driving i'm like did somebody get my license plate number (laughs) and be like that jerk but i was like i hit a bird like you hit birds. Uh, yeah, it happens. You just keep going. It just going. happened to be that this bird was the size of a large dog. I just, I I think that really the only thing in this story that happened that shouldn't have was the rest of the traffic stopping. Well, they... I know you're not supposed to swerve around traffic, but at least keep things moving. Okay. You're not supposed to swerve around an animal. But the person behind you isn't going to see it and somebody's going to hit it and it's going to damage their car. Well, that's on them. I think stopping, nobody would have charged full you, on with you, this. You slow bird. down and uh-huh. you drive around it slowly and He was and flying around like a psycho. <laughs> like there was no like rhyme okay. or reason to where he was going. And it was a, doing disco was in the middle la- of the highway. Yeah, it was two lane with curbs on both sides. Like it was so bad, Nathan. It was so Whatever. bad. All right. I mean, it was it was the bird's decision to take off right yeah. when I was no, driving that's on by. him. Man, I oh, and then I had to clean the meat off my windshield. You know what the truth is? I was late for a hair appointment, and if I would have stopped, I wouldn't miss that hair appointment. That's understandable. You know okay, what? but if I would have hit a dog or something, I would have stopped. I was just like, it was a bird. What can you do? It's a bird. It just it's a dog size. I I really am terrified of hitting somebody's dog. Not not for the dog's sake, but like. Because I'm afraid of having to make that decision of whether I stop or keep going. Uh-huh. And then having, like, what if you hit them in front of a, not their owner's house? Then you got to go knocking on, on doors trying to figure out, okay, whose dog did I just hit? Well, you probably check the dog's tag and figure that out. Yeah, but what if they don't have to? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm from the country. That's right. I'm from the Where country. dogs don't have tags. Where dogs don't have tags and cars don't have brakes. <laughs> And people drive trucks. Finish so that if country song. If your if your dog gets hit, it's probably not going to survive. Actually, that's not true. A lot of country dogs survive being hit by multiple cars. Uh huh. Like they get to the point. You know how some fighters like their arm will dislocate <laughs> and they just kind of <laughs> pop back in. That's kind of how a lot of country dogs They're are. They're just used to the damage. They They're get real calloused. Hit. Their hip gets. Uh, you know, dislocated and then they just kind of pop it back in on their own. They go over to their horse friend and get kicked <laughs> by them in just the right place. They just jump into a tree and pop their <laughs> head back in. They just jump into the opposite uh, facing traffic and, and get hit on the opposite <laughs> side. So it resets everything. How did we even get on this? this you is asked so me, you asked me if I'd ever hit a, I hit know, a dog. but how did we get there? Uh, we, uh, we were talking about, in, uh, dangerous animals in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Uh And then... I don't think we're going to figure this out. Ah, that's all right. You guys, this is how most of our conversations go. Honestly, Nathan and I were talking for probably two hours before we ever started recording this podcast. We just, once we start talking, it just doesn't stop. And then it just keeps going into different directions. And we have no idea how we end up at the point that we end up in. This podcast is a really good um, documentation of our thought process. (laughs) So is the entire podcast catalog. Yeah. That tends to go this way. In front of me, I have... All of these specific stories that we're supposed to talk about. And have we talked? We talked about one. Yeah. We talked about one. No, The pizza car guy. One. 
We talked about one. I've been going back and forth. We have two coffee stories. Uh-huh. I made the intro coffee related to relate to these stories, and we haven't even talked about these coffee stories. We only have one coffee story, right? No, we have two. Oh, we do have All right. two. All right, real okay. quick, because we have s- like five minutes left. <laughs> All right. Panera is making a mitten for holding iced coffee. Because it's cold outside. You and totally cold. ruined the tease on that one. What is your tease? Well, you said it was mittens, but it's not. You're supposed to talk about how they they have solved the problem of your cold hands when you're holding an iced coffee at Panera. They're they're putting it in a bread bowl. Yeah, but it's a mitten. Yeah, but you're supposed to make people believe that it's an actual bread bowl because that's what it looks like. But it's not edible. It's just mittens, and you can go on their website and you can. Register to win it. Yeah, there's like 450 that they're giving out. But if you're disappointed like I am that it's not a real bread bowl, you can buy a bread bowl and put it around your coffee. <laughs> what are you going to do? Eat it? Yeah. You? You are going to eat a bread no, bowl. No, but like if I could. Okay, when the day the days that I used to eat those bread bowls, I really liked them. So if I was getting a nice coffee, I would take a, take a bite of my bread bowl that's surrounding the coffee and then i would take a drink of the coffee and that's just a real convenient way to to eat your food have your drink in the middle of your food that's like when i get chipotle i like to dip my chip in my guac dip and then scoop up my chipotle and so to make it easier when i'm like eating it like in front of the tv i just move all the food over and then i put my guac cup right in the chipotle like so that my my ingredients surround the guac cup in my chipotle bowl. So your your ingredients touch the cup. The cup? Yeah. Ew. It's cool. And then No. Just pour out the guac. Who got what? COVID and who didn't? Oh my gosh. Okay, so then I I've got my chips in my bag next to me and I just dip it in the guac and then I grab the ingredients and it's all right there in one little container, just like Panero panera and the bread bowl and the coffee except for it's not real it's just mittens and who wants that i kind of do but it's only a single mitten it's like a uh if you got two of these bread bowl mittens you could have a boxing match in the street (laughs) self-defense yes exactly except for that's padded so not really uh padded for your comfort there you go your protection (laughs) (sighs) okay and the other coffee thing we got three minutes we can do it in three minutes the other coffee thing is you can now buy coca-cola with coffee in it like cans of coca-cola infused with coffee you got your vanilla coke you got your caramel coke and dark dark roast dark roast oh because it's coffee right Uh uh-huh yeah, um, and because th- apparently this was too difficult for people to do on their own because there's a, a portion of the population who likes to mix their morning Coke with their morning coffee, Coca-Cola. <laughs> their morning Coke. <laughs> morning Coca-Cola. Such a Midwestern <laughs> thing. <laughs> with their with their morning coffee. And then Coca-Cola was like, you know what? We got you. We're going to make this for you to save you the effort. Coca-Cola is always there solving the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one guy who tried it whenever he was in Taiwan, he was asked about it. He said, well, I remember it wasn't good, but I don't remember why. Probably because it was Coke with coffee. Have you ever tried Coca-Cola with coffee? You don't like coffee, so probably not. No. I have. It's not good. Um, this might be better because, you know, it's pre-mixed and pre-mixed things tend to taste better. Mm-hmm. But no, I've tried. I've tried Coke with coffee. I've tried Coke with espresso. I've tried... I've tried root beer. No, I tried Coke with vanilla ice cream and coffee, like a like a Coke float, uh-huh. but with coffee. espresso. Okay. That wasn't very good. This sounds like a podcast we need to do, like a live stream we need to do. Coffee you, combos. I would hate all of them, but you know we don't. Uh, there was a time when you got all of the rotten jelly beans too. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Maybe it's maybe it's time. <laughs> for some payback. (laughs) Why do I suggest these things? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. If you guys have any um, game ideas, any topic suggestions, there's actually a Discord channel on our Discord server where you can suggest those things. So that's another reason to join our Discord. It's totally free. You just got to download the app, which is also free. 
And, and if you fun. don't have anything to say, just hang out with us. Yeah, you can just read I'll, people's... I will almost always respond. Yeah, I uh, typically don't, but I sometimes do. <laughs> but we like roasting Nathan while we wait for him to wake up to respond. Yeah, and you can roast me too on our Discord <laughs> up till 3 p.m. Because that's whenever I wake up now, I guess. Anyway, that's all we got for the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this Friday, what's the plan? We're doing a Hawaiian-themed live Oh, because you're going stream. to Hawaii? Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to join us on Friday, bring your Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. We'll be live on Facebook at 8 p.m., as always. Yep. But until then, my name's Nathan. I'm Rebecca. We out. Kapush. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>